0: It does yeah. get a yeah. bit cold in here after a while, doesn't it? No, I'm still... <laughs> it. It, it is it's nice for now, but um, I'm going to have to go for a walk outside after Limber up. Today, I'm joined by Bernadette Carey, partner of one of the leading local law firms, Carey Olson, and heads up the Trusts and Private Wealth team. Bernadette, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Great yeah. to be in some air conditioning. Uh, yeah, it is, it is
0: nice and chilly in here. Um, so, diving straight into it, mm-hmm. what is a trust and why would somebody want one?
1: Well, a trust is an interesting concept, and it is a concept that sometimes people are a little bit nervous about when they come to us and want to set up a trust. It's basically a relationship where you, as the owner of your assets, are handing over the legal ownership to a professional trustee, ideally, um, to look after those assets for you, um, according to the terms of a trust document that you have agreed together. Uh, Why do people use them? People use them for quite a variety of reasons. Um, We see mostly for succession planning purposes. So families really wanna make sure that um, their wealth that they've generated over their lifetime is in good hands and managed properly for the next generation of family coming through. Um, International families like to use trusts because they um, offer security and privacy, um, particularly if you're a globally mobile family that might move between jurisdictions. Um and you know, day to day people just like the idea of legal ownership of, of their their assets being properly looked after by somebody who aren't who won't be subject to attack by their creditors if something goes wrong.
0: Yes, because and you do hear sort of stories whereby the the trustee i don't know and it often you know ends up in the papers where it will be siphoning off you know um, funds or whatever else so it is super important that you obviously get you know it all structured correctly
1: yeah and that is the biggest um concern for people when they come to see us wanting legal advice on structuring they just want to know look who's going to do this properly for us how regulated is the industry here in the cayman islands the short answer answer to that is highly regulated um and how can we you know, just make sure our families looked after in the long run.
0: Yeah. And so one of the questions there is, um, why would somebody choose to do it, um, have a trust structured in the Cayman Islands as opposed to any other, you know, um, jurisdictions?
1: The, the answer is the depth of service provider, um, service providers on the island, but also just the length of time we've been up and running and how robust the industry is here. So compared to other jurisdictions, we have a huge number of professional trustees um, who know what they're doing. They've been doing it a long time. Um, you know, they've been working in the industry for, for decades um, and we also have really a really robust court system. So if something goes wrong, we can um, our jurisdiction can be trusted to get it right and find a solution that works for everybody.
0: Yeah. Okay. So on the succession planning. Yeah. So I've got a, um, a just a, an extract from an article I found um, online, which is fractures in the family. Advising wealthy families in the midst of conflict, um, family feuds can be greatest. Can be the greatest source of hurt and generational wealth can often be the catalyst for irreparable conflict. Where there is great wealth, there is also great potential for infighting and acrimony as family members deploy the greatest resources at their disposable to score points, defend their pride and establish a leading role in the family. Uh, I mean, this genuinely sounds like the sort of the, the writer's script for Succession.
1: It is, yeah.
0: So, I mean, you must have seen some you know, stories and some really yeah, not nice ends to what is a potentially phenomenal um, you know, inheritance, yeah. and it all just falls flat.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it, we do, and it's fascinating to watch. Um, sometimes I wish I had have done a psychology degree. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, yeah, my my yeah. Because
1: quite often, when you're involved in a big dispute over family wealth, it is coming down to what's. It's not a legal issue. It is what, why does why it's do these why eager. these yeah yeah why have these siblings fallen out? Who yeah. didn't get you know? And it can go right back to literally something happened when we were kids and we just can't get over it. So it's really fascinating to watch. Um, I think one of the problems we're seeing a lot at the moment is the generational shift in how families want to manage their money. So if you think about in the past, a lot of old families would have just been, the kids would have been very happy taking their um, inheritance, flying around the world on their private jets and not doing much. But I think one of the cool things we are seeing now is this next generation coming through, Um, is very well educated, have got great ideas. They want to do stuff with the family money themselves. And that sometimes gives rise um, to disputes as well, right? Where, you know, the matriarch, patriarch might be saying, absolutely not, I don't want you going off and investing in psychedelics or uh, doing crazy things with this family money um and, and yeah and just old old wounds always come to the surface it, i can
0: room. only imagine when you throw you know a lot of money onto something it's like throwing gasoline onto yeah. fire and it just exacerbates um any any cracks that are already in the armor there yeah. um uh what was i going to say uh yeah are you finding when it comes to families um and this is more an investment um sort of Uh, Strategy, but a family's more wanting to invest in sustainability, and uh, you know, it's wondering more how they make their money um, as, or or why they make the money, as opposed to how.
1: Yeah, definitely, Um, a lot more focus on, and in two ways. What are we going to do in the future is really important. Um, The kids definitely have a lot more to say about this. Is the direction we think the family needs to go if we're going to sustain this level of wealth into the future. We also have a few family members that like to look back into the past okay. and concerned about well how did our how did our family make this money? Have we done the right thing? Should we be making reparations? You sometimes see that with families
0: no, really, that's who have made
1: their money from coal, yes. coal or may have taken, for example, indigenous land. So we're also seeing um, um, a few families wanting to make reparations and wanting to establish, for example, foundations that might you know sort of give back to in some way um, you know and fix problems that may have been caused by the family yeah, in the past so that, even that's, that's a very
0: delicate that is but that's great to hear because I think wealth is often perceived quite negatively um, yeah. and and um, but it's great to know that, you know, individuals are and I think in this day and age more than ever are super conscious of that yeah. and are making you know those efforts. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And it's quite a cool thing to be part of, too. Yeah. Um, and it leads to other really interesting questions around the management of wealth. Um, you know, quite often families will say, well, should we give all this money, you know, a big chunk of our money to charity? And we say, that's very good, but don't forget to police the charity at the other end and make sure yeah. it's coming to Absolutely. the right place and make sure the charity is um, on the same page as you with what you want to achieve here.
0: Yeah. And again, it's being managed response. Yes. That yeah. Common theme. Yeah. Um, talk to me about family office. What yeah. is a family office? How does that differ to a you know a trust? Except? Yeah.
1: So a trust is a very basic structure. Um, and anybody and everybody can have a trust. it can be can hold the most simple things, um, just hold some shares in a valuable company, or it can hold really um, a whole portfolio of different assets. Um, you know we could go down various paths around the strange assets we see put into trust and okay. the strange wishes of people.
0: what um, what's the the strangest?
1: Thing oh, my, oh gosh, um, we've had lots of strange, Whole sort of zoos of taxidermied animals, gotcha. which is interesting. <laughs> we've had, I don't know if you've heard of cremation diamonds. It's when you, um, your pet may have passed away, but you can have their
0: ashes. This, like compressed. super compressed. Yeah, yep. I have heard of that. So we've
1: had, you know, all sorts of strange things like okay. that. Okay, um, wow, well,
0: that's interesting.
1: A <laughs> family office is a much more, well, should be a much more um, layered structure. Um, and it's usually for families that have a few different arms to their business. So they might have an investment arm, they might have a property arm, uh, they might have a philanthropy arm, um, charitable work, what that we've spoken about, and they just want to make sure that there is someone dedicated or an entity dedicated to making sure each component of their family business is well managed. Mm -hmm. Some family offices even um, have a concierge arm that runs the family
0: okay, know, makes, uh, yeah. books
1: make sure the private jet is ready to go okay, they that, need. how do
0: i get one of yeah. those? <laughs> <laughs> I, know.
1: I haven't figured it out but I'm yeah, okay.
0: working on it yeah and at what point does somebody um re- or may not realize that they need a family office
1: it's usually when there is sort of a, a, a liquidity event of some amount that the family is okay this is a life-changing um, amount. So usually it will be when the family sold the business or a component of their business for a good amount. Usually it's around the time of generational change where maybe the patriarchs going to, to um, be retiring and moving out and they want to make sure that, you know, the family's business is well structured. Um, you know, I've been talking a lot about families who've already made their money um we are seeing increasingly first generation wealth particularly on the island i'm yeah. sure you see it a lot yes, too definitely. just people who've who've done very very well um entrepreneurs and this is the first time they've they've actually had any wealth um to speak of and so they want to make sure it's a business in itself yeah you
0: know, looked after. And that's where we obviously come in a little bit. Somebody will often be seeing properties online or it's a referral that we receive from, you know, somebody like yourself and we'll assist with the property section. But the whole um structure behind what name they purchase the property in is it in a, a trust or you know corporation yeah. is really really important to get right first time round. yeah um and so that's where yeah we will often advise our clients to speak to somebody you know such as yourself um to get that kind of um advice from a lawyer yeah. and also second to that is the immigration side um, and yeah. when it comes to residency on the island because obviously you know that um will mitigate you know global taxation um, as well so there's a lot um, you're not just buying a property <laughs> you know there's a whole other plethora of um, things to consider
1: yeah and family offices not just about you know the legal structures family offices very much and I think it's something the Cayman Islands is very good at we have this teams based approach between us all when a family office is being set up we um, are aware that as lawyers we also they're going to need local accountants they're going to need probably a local concierge business. There's some really great um, great businesses like mm. that that have sprung up over time. Yeah. They're going to need um, property agents like you guys. It's going to be a real, you know, bank, private bankers. It's going to be a real teams-based approach to help this family office function, which yeah. is great.
0: It is, and I think the island is very good for that because it's such a small island. Literally, I mean, your office is... You know, yeah. a four minute drive um, from us. So if you are making recommendations, somebody within a day or two, they can have their whole um, structure and a, a, re- a team of professionals yeah. um, really assist in their you know transitional um, formation of whatever it is they're looking to achieve. Um, So you're originally from New Zealand. Yes, I am. What brought you here to this tiny little dot of an island in the middle of nowhere? Well, I can give you two answers to that because
1: um, I've been here twice. I've made the decision to come twice. So we first moved here in 2008. Um, I moved here as someone in my late 20s. And if I'm doing a full confession here, it's that I didn't actually know where the Cayman Islands. (laughs) Yeah, that's not uncommon. (laughs) Yeah, so we um, picked up jobs as, as lawyers on the island in 2008 um, thought we'd take a chance again. New Zealand is a long way away, um, and it was sort of the the idea of trying um, to work in the financial services industry in a jurisdiction that was very busy, dealing with very high value work, but also having that work life balance. I mean, you you only have to look on a on a website and see how amazing the beaches are, yeah. um, and how close it is to the you know the the US. The travel um, through the Caribbean was really attractive to us as well um and then second time round, so we we were here for five years then went back to new zealand yeah um and then we came back again in my late 30s with two kids in tow this time
0: it's a very different island (laughs) yes
1: very different experience but equally as as fantastic because um, it did offer me the opportunity to come back to that really fantastic job of working in the private client industry with um, fantastic families. But also for our family, um, the education on the island is amazing. You know, some of the schools are fantastic. Um, Private healthcare is amazing. Um, So living a really nice life um, with fantastic work but also a great life uh, out of out of the office too. And yeah. coming from rural New Zealand, sometimes it feels like that small town yes. life.
0: Yeah, yeah, very mm. much so. Um, and I think that's and certainly for what well, anyone moving here, but the um, you know high net worths and ultra high net worths, um, the safety is absolutely yeah. paramount. Um, and you know you can be paranoid, whereas here it's by and large a non-issue.
1: Yeah, and I think that's been a really positive thing for the Cayman Islands. You know, it's. The pandemic really showed us Mm -hmm. that. Um, We became a safe haven for international families. And people aren't really looking for that extra passport. It's just something to have now. They're looking more for this kind of concept of a portfolio of domiciles. Mm -hmm. They are internationally global families that at any moment, if they need to, they have a, a, you know, a bolt hole somewhere around the world Mm -hmm. where they're going to feel safe and secure, but where they are also going to have access to, as I said, great healthcare, mm-hmm. um, professional services industry. You know, it's a it's a very good viable option.
0: Yeah. And the world is getting increasingly smaller. Um, the Cayman Islands, which was, you know, you would have heard about it in some films, um, not very flattering, um, but the world is so small. People are able to work remotely. And so if you can work in you know paradise and then you know for six months of the year or whatever and then travel to your other um, jurisdictions then why why wouldn't you
1: yeah it's a very attractive proposition
0: (laughs) yeah it is um and i think increasingly so which is um one of the questions i had was Mm. how do you see um your line of work changing um moving forward
1: well one of the big changes we've already discussed it's clients on the island you know when i first moved in 2008 very, very rare to have a client on the island that was actually living here and wanted big family office structures or big trust structures. Um, now we have clients here all the time. They may have initially um, come just for a quick holiday and then realized, hang on, this is not a bad place to have yeah. a yeah. Um So I think we are also going to be moving beyond traditional structures. So it's not just about having a trust to hold money. I think the families that are using the Cayman Islands um, are going to want to invest a lot more in the Cayman Islands I've seen you've probably seen this story. yeah no, definitely. that's a really cool thing a lot of um high net worth families that have moved here are contributing to the island mm. um really doing a lot to to be involved in protecting the island for the future, which is fantastic.
0: It is, and I think um, it's a very um, welcoming island, genuinely. Um, And so I think individuals that come down here instantly find themselves with a network of like-minded individuals and a social sphere that they can interact with. And naturally on a small island, you um, you you want to keep yourself busy. And on the property side, there's no um, annual property taxes. There's no inheritance tax. um, And if you've got investment, portfolios down here property wise there's no um you know income tax on those and so individuals coming down are you know it's from where they've been uh real estate investment really does make sense Um, and and also it's very easy to manage because it's a small island as well um so, yeah, it's, yeah, that is interesting.
1: Yeah, so I think that will, that will definitely um, be where we go, you know, just a, an island of innovation. It's always been, you know, it's in the history, the companion history. Yeah, it's very entrepreneurial. Yeah, 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 and I think sure. that that will only um, increase here. We've seen, you know, the technology industry really growing on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, we are starting to see really cool things in the music industry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, lots of interest in, you know, increasing exposure to sport. So I think that's something really um Really cool to watch evolve. It's not just about you know having a booming financial services industry, yeah, which yeah, we do. Yeah. It's about
0: the- which is pretty dull. That's been. <laughs> yeah. <just> like, yeah. <laughs> it is, it yeah. is. Yeah. And I'd say it is great to see all of that. Um. And yeah, I think the the future of the Cane Milers is, is incredibly strong. We we both live here. You've been here twice, yeah. um, and so we've been very much drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah. Um, but I think for anyone listening that hasn't been here but is maybe considering it come and check it out and just immerse yourself in the island Um, and it's it's a very hard place to leave once you've had exposure to it, I think.
1: Yeah, it is. And we've had that experience more than once. We've had clients who were sort of on these recon missions to other islands in the Caribbean. Yeah. They'll do it. Yeah. yeah, We've said, you're so close. Why don't you just come over and and spend a couple of days with us? And they do. And within a few days they've decided. It's a no
0: brainer. And I'm, I have these conversations with clients all the time because they're online looking at various different properties. They're like, you know, we're looking, we're considering Bahamas, BVI, maybe Turks, um, and after they do their reconnaissance missions, if they're looking at spending, if, if you're looking for a holiday home, mm. any of those islands would be great. But if yeah. you're looking at spending any extended period of time on an island, um, I hold bias towards Cayman for yeah. <laughs> Um But I think there is no better island in the Caribbean um, in which to to do that than yeah. the Cayman Islands.
1: Yeah, and with with the you know we said it at the start with the population becoming more mm. more mobile. Uh, families becoming more international. It just feels like a very stable environment too. Yeah. In a world where you know there is a uh, lot of volatility. Yeah. yeah. So I think we can offer that as well. Some of the other jurisdictions in North America in particular are currently grappling with things that we have had in place for a while. So beneficial ownership. And okay, yeah. Going back to the boring law stuff for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, things like economic substance or just, you know, want verifying identity to set up structures and things like that. Um a lot of the, you know, US and Canadian families we're dealing with are just saying, We've you know, we've never seen this before, what does this mean? And we're saying, Don't worry, we've had these systems in play here for decades Mm -hmm. we know what we we know how to deal with this we can certainly explain it all to you it's it's not dramatic at all Uh,
0: yeah this is is
1: how a transparent and robust jurisdiction works
0: and I think that's it it's um when individuals do come here for the first time it's very much a home away from home because Mm. it is a very sophisticated Caribbean island Mm. um and yeah it's very easy to settle into yeah Um, so yeah interesting um what do you love most about living in the Cayman Islands
1: I think I love the fact that it is it has got that small town feel. It feels safe and comfortable um, and easy, but it's balanced by just the background of everything we do here. The work here is fascinating. The people we meet are amazing. Um, so it's a really great mix of um, safe and secure, that interesting and innovative.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. And sunshine and safe and yeah. Yeah, good restaurants the, too. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> we have a phenomenal food.
0: Phenomenal restaurants. We'll have to leave that for another podcast. But some of the best dining. Yeah, certainly the Caribbean, if not the world. Yeah. So for a small Caribbean island um, yeah, we're very lucky with the uh the amount of restaurants on the island. Um well, thank you very much for coming in to chat. Please. If somebody um, is interested in talking to you further, where can they contact you?
1: Um, you can just find my details on our website, Um And yeah, I'm sure we can put them um, underneath any posts yeah, about this. Put them, and, in, uh, yeah, in the comment section below. Fantastic.
0: Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me.